0: This podcast is brought to you by the Reformed Witness Committee of Hope Protestant Reformed Church in Walker, Michigan. It is our goal to spread our distinct Protestant Reformed views based on the Word of God and the Reformed Confessions. We hope that this message is edifying to you. And Welcome to our podcast. Today we are joined again by Mike Velthaus, a member of the Byron Center Protestant Reformed Church and a writer of a series of articles called Bible Obscurities. Mike writes these articles for his church newsletter, and several of them have been printed in other publications, such as The Beacon Lights, a monthly magazine for young people and young adults. Mike is also on the writing staff for Ignited by the Word, a children's magazine, in which he focuses his writings on Bible and church history topics for the 6th to 8th grade age group. Today, we are going to continue in our series of four episodes with Mike in which we are discussing some of his Bible obscurity articles, both the historical aspects and spiritual applications we find in each one. Hi, Mike. Welcome back. Good morning. Thank you again for having me here. In our last interview, we looked at the gospel as it is found worldwide, as it is used to soften the hearts of God's children and cause them to look to him for help and strength in trial and persecution. Today we discuss the gospel found worldwide that hardens the heart of those who hear it and the condemnation brought upon those nations and people who will not hear. It is seen in the world around us the hatred for the word of God and the persecution of those who love the word and seek to obey it. This truth has been throughout all of history, the condemnation of Egypt who held Israel slaves, those who were God's people. Babylon was destroyed for her sins against the church, who sought to worship God. In Matthew 11, verse 21, we read, Woe unto thee, Chorazin! Woe unto thee, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. We know very little about the city of Chorazin that God speaks a woe against here. Mike, can you give us a background of what this city really was about, where it Well, is? Let's do a little
1: geography again. Mm -hmm. The north end of Israel is the Sea of Galilee, which is about 14 miles north to south and eight miles wide at its widest point. This is where Jesus spent about three quarters of his ministry, and this is where he performed about half of his miracles. So Jesus spent a lot of time here. Some of the cities around the Sea of Galilee are on the west side, Magdala and Tiberias. On the east side is what's known as the land of the Gadarenes, which was a Gentile territory. But on the north side of the Sea of Galilee is what we call the Evangelical Triangle. This consisted of three towns, Pernium, Bethsaida, and Chorazin. Now, Capernaum and Bethsaida are more known to us because Jesus spent so much time there. There's a lot of miracles and preaching recorded in the New Testament in Capernaum and Bethsaida. Several of his disciples were from Capernaum or Bethsaida. But about two miles north of Capernaum is the town of Chorazin. Interestingly enough, as much time as Jesus spent there, it's only recorded in the Bible in a couple places, both in the same context, where Jesus
0: curses that city because of their unbelief. So we know that somewhat relatively recently there has been some archaeological work done here. What are some of those discoveries and digs that they've done and discovered?
1: Well, it's really gone over the past 100 years in Corazine. In fact, now it's a national archaeological park. They have unearthed so many fascinating items from probably the second century, so not necessarily during Jesus' time, but very soon after. They've uncovered a cobblestone public courtyard. They've found a ritual bath that the people would use to cleanse themselves before special feasts. They have found wine press and olive presses there, but the most important discovery has been unearthing a 50 by 70 foot synagogue that dates back to the second century. Although that's later than Jesus' ministry, it gives us a real good idea of what the synagogue would have looked like when Jesus was there. As you walk in from the south, because all synagogues have to face Jerusalem, you see basically an open area where the people worshipped. During Bible times, the people sat on the floor and listened to the rabbi. Around the edges were stone benches for a people also to sit. But what's not in this synagogue is a balcony. Some synagogues segregated men from the women, but this one did not have a balcony, so that leads us to believe that this was not a segregated synagogue. In the back was a scroll cabinet that would keep the scrolls, and when the rabbi would preach, he would go grab one from this cabinet and then walk back to the front of the place of worship and give his sermon. But the prize jewel of what was discovered here is called the Moses seat. This was a carved stone seat that the authoritative figure would sit on while he delivered his sermon. We read of the seat of Moses in Matthew 23. The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, all therefore whatsoever they bid, you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not, but all their works they do for to be seen of men. So the Moses' seat wasn't just a symbolic term, but it's an actual seat. Where the rabbi would sit. And that has also been unearthed. So, very fascinating discoveries in Khorazin.
0: Jesus visited this city multiple times, and yet, outside of these recent discoveries and a few other things that you had mentioned, relatively little is known about it. Why then does Christ so condemn it? Why is it that? It is woe unto Khorazim if there's really little information we have on the city itself, other than these archaeological digs. Well, a woe is a curse.
1: We read of a woe in Isaiah 6, where Isaiah has a vision in which he's taken behind the scenes into the throne room of God and is able to witness the glory of God. What is his reaction? He says, woe is me, for I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. A woe is a curse. Isaiah cursed himself compared to the glory of God that he saw in this vision. So when Jesus pronounced woes on chorazine he was cursing them. Why? Because they didn't believe. They had the preaching of Christ Himself. They could witness His miracles, but yet it was a
0: town of unbelief, and Jesus cursed it. And that is, to a degree, very understandable. God is very firm on believing in His word but it's even referred to in Scripture that Chorazin and Bethsaida are compared to Sodom and Gomorrah. In fact, the Scripture tells us it was worse than those abhorring cities. And we might wonder how that might be. But as you stated, they were able to firsthand witness the miracles and the works of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ And they rejected him, and they would not believe that he was the real Messiah. So what does this woe unto Chorazin mean for us as we now live 2,000 years later, yet the word of God is still true in its giving of woes? How does this affect us? What do we glean from this, this text and this woe? Well, we've been blessed with the faithful
1: preaching of the word. We have all kinds of ways to grow in faith nowadays. Books, podcasts, Bible studies. Chorazin and Bethsaida had these also. They had the preaching of the word in person. They witnessed miracles in person. Tyre and Sidon, Sodom and Gomorrah, they're still accountable for their unbelief. They did not have the preaching They had their own conscience, they had the law of God written on their hearts. There was still a command to worship God. So they are without excuse. But how blessed are we to have preaching of the word, the written word of God for our lives? It's a warning to us to believe in God, to believe and trust His Word, because those who do not, especially those who have heard the word and reject it, will face the woes from Christ also. What was the woe of Chorazin? Well, Chorazin's curse has been its failure to maintain its civilization. In the year 135 AD, Roman Emperor Hadrian expelled the Jews from Israel. That included Chorazin. They had to abandon their city and flee. It was rebuilt in the third century, but God destroyed it again with an earthquake in the fourth century. The population came and went over the next thousand years, but due to invading enemies and other circumstances, Chorazin has never been able to maintain its own civilization, and life ever since then. And that has been their curse from Jesus.
0: As we see in the example of Chorazin, God's word is used to harden the hearts of the unrepentant. And you just touched on that with what that curse really looked like. May we as God's people who have the blessed word of God, may we heed and obey it. We may not have seen Christ in the incarnate in the flesh, but certainly we have his holy word. May we desire more and more to hear that word and more and more to spread that word about the world, but may we be warned that we have not hard hearts towards it, lest we suffer the same consequences of Chorazin. May we pray that the Lord continue to soften our hearts to strengthen us by his word and to strengthen us to live out of his word and to by its power unashamedly spread this gospel of our Lord. Romans 10 verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. Well, thanks for coming again, Mike. Enjoyed it. Looking forward to do our next two. Thanks again for the opportunity. I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hope PR Ministry Podcast. We are a part of the Protestant Reformed Churches in America and we are located in West Michigan. Our goal is to spread our distinctive Reformed beliefs. If you have any questions or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us at hoperwc at gmail.com and visit our website at hopeprchurch.org if you would like to learn more about our beliefs. You can also worship with us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 5 p.m.